Race to Walk Podcast, Episode 33. Welcome to the Raise to Walk Podcast, where we're walking out the life of faith. Romans 6, verse 4 reads, As Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. And this show is designed to help you do just that. Now here's your host, Carla Alvarez. opportunity to criticize and bash it. Now it's easy to respond to attacks that come from people such as that are atheists or that are in Christian cults such as the Jehovah Witnesses that don't believe anything should be celebrated. But often Christians have a hard time responding to those who have bought into the propaganda of works such as James Frazier's The Golden Bough and claim that anything related to Christmas, even the origin itself, is pagan. So we could respond to each of those spurious claims, but the question really isn't whether or not a particular element was used in one form of pagan worship or another. After all, pagans made sacrifices on altars, they burned incense, they used oil and lamps in worship, all of which are prescribed by God in the Old Testament for Jewish worship. So, obviously, the question is not about the trappings, but it's about the focus and the intent of those celebrations. And I will argue that based on the example set by God himself in the Feast of the Lord, that every Christian should feel free to celebrate Christmas because it fulfills the three biblical purposes of worship and celebration. And those purposes are, the first is to look to the past and to remember what God has done for us. The second purpose is to look at the present and thank God for what he has given us. And the third purpose is to look to the future and build community. Now, in Leviticus 23, God gave Moses instructions for feasts that, and celebrations that the, the Jewish people were to observe, and they're known as the Feasts of the Lord. So the first the feast and the spring feast are Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and Shavuot, and then the Fall Feast are the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. The Spring Feasts were to be a continual reminder to the Jewish people of God's deliverance of them from the slavery and bondage in Egypt. And at Christmas, we look back to the day when the angel was finally able to announce that the long-looked-for Redeemer of all people had finally arrived. The second purpose is to look at the present and to give thanks for what God has given us today. 
in our present moment, from their first barley harvest at Passover and first fruits to the final bringing in of the harvest at the Feast of Tabernacles. It was an acknowledgement, as Deuteronomy 16.15 says, that it is God who gives us bountiful harvest and success in all our works. Now, we don't bring oxen or grain to the temple anymore, but we do bring gifts. And especially at Christmas, we as a corporate body come together and bring gifts for those who are in need. And it reminds me of the verse in 2 Corinthians 9, 11-13 says, And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. And that sounds like exactly what we do at Christmas, doesn't it? The third purpose of the Feast of the Lord was to look to the future and to build community. It wasn't only about giving worship and sacrifices to God. It was about togetherness. Generations are bound together by tradition. Traditions give us a sense of stability, continuity, and even identity. It helps us know who we are as a people, where we come from, and where we're going. And at Christmas, we remember and look back to who we are, who our Savior is, how He came, and what His purpose was. And we share that and build community and, and look to the future, to our future hope, when Jesus will return again. So, to recap, the three biblical purposes of the Feast of the Lord and the purposes for celebration are one, to look to the past and to remember what God has done for us. They are to look at the present and give thanks to God for what He has given us. And then the third is that we are to look to the future and build community. Now, are we only to remember what God did for the Jewish people 3,500 years ago? Of course not, and the Jewish people never believed that either. Purim and Hanukkah, among other holidays on the modern Jewish calendar, are not feasts of the Lord. They're not instructed by God. Hanukkah isn't even in, in the canon. So what they are is a memory of other times when God has come through and done the impossible and delivered them. He saved them. Purim is a memory of when God delivered them from certain death from Haman's death decree, and this is from the account given in the book of Esther. Now, I'm sure that if you ask any Jewish person what Hanukkah is, they would tell you that it is an eight-day celebration called the Festival of Lights. They may also tell you about the miracle of Hanukkah, which was when at the dedication of the temple, when there was only a one day supply of oil for the menorah, that that one day supply miraculously lasted eight days until a new supply could be made. Now, if a person knows their history, they may also tell you that that miracle happened after Judah Maccabee, who led a small group of Israelites, rose up against the Seleucid Empire and recaptured Jerusalem and the Temple. And it was at the dedication 
after that victory in 165 BC that this miracle of the light and the oil occurred. Now, this was a celebration that was observed at the time of Jesus. Actually, there was a huge debate between the different two rabbinic schools on how to light the Hanukkah, which is a special eight-branch menorah. One rabbi thought that one candle should be lit and increased each day. The other thought that the candle should be lit all at once and then the candles decreased. Now what they decided on was to go with the school of Rabbi Hillel who stated that we should start with one and that the light should be increased. And I just think that when we look at that, that gives us such an insight into the parables of Jesus about the light and the lamp and how we should increase the light and let our light shine. And it's a symbol to me of the kingdom of God that as we grow each light, that light spreads. And so this, this Hanukkah menorah is, is, a, is a wonderful illustration of that. So where are we then in the debate on Christmas? Should Christians celebrate Christmas? I think the answer is obviously yes. Obviously, it fulfills the purposes that God set in observance and celebration. The first is to look to the past and to remember what God has done for us. And on Christmas, we remember that Jesus, the Son of God, humbled himself and came to earth to live as man. The second purpose is to look at the present and to thank God for what he has given us. And at Christmas, we remember God's greatest gift to us, his own son. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the third purpose is, is to look to the future and to build community. And on Christmas, even the least evangelical church in the body of Christ opens wide its doors, welcomes all to come, and has the same message that the angels gave to the shepherds on the hillside. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So the birth of Jesus is a time of joy. It's a day to remember and a day to mark. It's the day that hope was born. So let me ask you, if God instructed the Jewish people to remember a day when he delivered them from a one time oppressor, how much more should Christians remember the day when Jesus, the Word who became flesh, came to deliver all people from all oppression once and for all? So what shall we do now? Should we give up Christmas and to the bashers? Should we let them steal our joy, silence our song, and hide our light? No, no, we should let our light shine. If 
you're a Christian and Jesus is your Lord and Savior, this should be the time that everybody knows it. We should know all the words and all the verses to Silent Night. O come Emmanuel and joy to the world and we should be ready to sing it loud and clear at every opportunity. And if somebody asks us, what's with you? We should be ready to, to give them an answer for the hope that was within us. We should be able to tell them who our Savior is and what this time means and who he is to us, what he has done for us. And if you're not a Christian and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior yet, today is the day. Christmas doesn't just have to be a time that you get together with friends and have good food and get gifts, even though those are all good things. But you can have the greatest thing. You can have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it can, Christmas can be a day that is so much more than just a time of fellowship. It's a day when Jesus came for you to be your Lord, to be your Savior, so you can have peace, so you can have joy, so you can have hope in the darkest circumstances and know that He is always where, there with you. He came because He loves you and He wants to be your Lord and Savior. So Christmas doesn't have to be just about the presents or just about the tree. You too can be a friend of God and it can you can sing joy to the world and know it's not just a wishful thought but that someday it won't be just some singing but that all will sing joy to the world there will be peace on earth and goodwill among all men if you've been enjoying the raise to walk episodes be sure to subscribe to our podcast we also love to get feedback from our listeners, so tell us what you think by either rating or reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher, or by sending us an email at contact at raisetowalk.org. Thanks for listening to the Raise to Walk podcast. We'd love for you to continue to walk with us, so head over to raisedtowalk.org slash news to get free updates. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.